There you go. Good morning. You may be seated. This is going to be a different kind of a day for us. We are excited that you're with us. I hope you've come to celebrate and, and praise the Lord. It's been an incredible week for our church, for so many of you that have been involved in Mission LaGrange. And so we've kind of dedicated this morning to Mission LaGrange. So we're going to do some things that we don't normally do. I'm going to give you just kind of a rundown here in a minute of all that happened and all that took place. We're going to highlight some of the ministries with a video we're going to show you. We're going to have some testimonies of people that have been involved in Mission LaGrange and have done and heard and seen some pretty incredible things. You're going to hear from them this morning. But it was neat for me this week as we were running around. I tried to get to as many as I possibly could and see as many people as I could. And, and literally by Monday afternoon, I was getting phone calls from people. Have you talked to so-and-so and heard this story? No, I hadn't. So I'd call that person. Have you seen this person and heard what happened over here? And so I'd call that person. And just these stories just kind of kept building up. And so I started thinking to myself, you know, I could come in today... And I could try to tell you the stories and mess them up, or I could just ask the people that experience them to come tell them. And so we're going to hear some testimonies this morning. They're going to just kind of blow you away what the Lord has done, what he's continuing to do. But I want to give you just for a few minutes, I want to spend a few minutes, I think it's worth time doing this, to kind of walk through the ministries that you guys were involved in this week, give you just some basic information about what's going on, and encourage you and remind you that almost every one of these ministries are ongoing. That means you can still be involved in these things. A lot of these things happen every week. And so you have a chance to continue to serve right where you are here in LaGrange on a regular basis. So I just want to kind of go through the list and, and share with you all the things that we did this week and how the Lord worked. We did, these are in no specific order, Pine Mountain Kids Club. If you're not familiar with what's going on, every Sunday evening, let me say that again. Every Sunday evening, not just Mission LaGrange, every Sunday evening for about the last year, really, we've had a group of, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 people from Rosemont in Pine Mountain, just kind of down the field there behind the police station and the fire department. And there's a local, couple local guys there that drive a bus around and they pick kids up and they bring them to this ministry every Sunday night. And Rosemont people go and love on those folks. They share Christ with them. They do snacks. So we did that all through this week. We averaged about 60 kids a night. Again, they, they literally drive the bus through town. 60 kids a night. We had four salvations, two kids that are asking a lot of questions. And we had a family night on Friday night. We fed them food and got to meet the moms and the dads. Just a great opportunity to love on these people, to share Christ with them. If you're interested in this, Wayne and Donna Johnson head this thing up. They do it every Sunday night. So you can be involved in that process. We did Emmaus House work. Emmaus House is a local women's shelter here in town. Ann Ellington headed that up. That's an ongoing deal. If you're interested in continuing to be part of that, we had a lot of our Rosemont people that went over there and they cleaned, they organized, they set up the areas of the house, they made and built relationships. They had a lot of opportunities to pray with these precious women. They took them to different places around town and different interviews, uh, different meetings that they had. They cooked meals for them. A great opportunity to pour into these women that are desperate for help, desperate for love. We did Greenbrier Kids Club, Greenbrier Subdivision, just, just off of Stewart Road there. We had about 17 kids every day that came. That was around the pool. It was early in the afternoon. We had about 30 Rosemont people that were part of that ministry. That was a neat one. That's one my family and I did, and we plugged into that one over there every week, every day. That was neat because a lot of our Rosemont people brought their own kids and so we probably had 15 or 20 Rosemont children 
and 15 or 20 other kids from the community that came. So we got this really big group of Rosemont kids that just loved on these kids. It was so neat for me to see my children and the children of our church, and this was the case through all the ministries, loving on these people. That was just really neat to me. So we had a, a great time at Greenbrier ministering and sharing Christ with those kids. We ministered at the First Choice Crisis Pregnancy Center. You may not even know we have a crisis pregnancy center here in LaGrange. That's an ongoing deal as well. Lisa Ellen heads that up. We had people that went over there and sorted and organized office supplies and clothing, cleaned. We did landscaping, gardening for these precious people. This is ongoing as well. We did Calumet Kids Club. Calumet is right off Lafayette Parkway. If you know where Sneakers is, you're basically right behind Calumet there. That's a ministry that's been ongoing as well. For the last many months, every Sunday afternoon, we have Kids Club at Calumet. There are probably 15 or 20 Rosemont people there. So if you are interested in kind of getting your feel for kids, you could go to church Sunday morning. You could serve if you'd like. You could go to lunch. At 2 o'clock, you could go to Calumet and minister to all those kids. You could go to dinner. 6 o'clock, you go to Pine Mountain and minister to all those kids. You've got a whole day of ministry to kids. It's available to you. All you got to do is take it. Calumet Kids Club, they had about 175 kids a day. Those kids walk. This is an amazing ministry. If you don't want to do it, y'all just go there and watch it one day. Un- unbelievable. They served. They gave me the stats. I thought this was kind of funny. They did meals all week for these kids. 450 hot dogs, 40 pounds of chicken, 40 pounds of barbecue, and 200 ice cream cones. Here's the way they advertised. Last Sunday night, we paid the ice cream guy to drive his truck around those neighborhoods and he gave away free ice cream, and with that ice cream was an invitation to the kids' club. 200 ice creams. 200 kids heard about this club, and apparently 175 of them showed up. That's an ongoing ministry. You can do that every Sunday afternoon if you're interested. Savannah Van Ministry. Savannah Van is ongoing. If you don't know this, we have a van ministry that picks up on school nights when it's, you know, kind of going during the school year on Wednesday nights. They'll pick up 40 to 45 kids. They'll bring them to Awana. We'll, we'll have them in here at 11 o'clock. In fact, the last three rows we reserve at 11 o'clock for the Savannah Van kids. Here's the issue with the Savannah Van kids. These are precious children, but a lot of times their parents, for whatever reason, can't come to church or don't come to church. And so we've just been praying as a staff, how do we reach out? How do we kind of grow this ministry? How do we do more for these kids? And we just felt like we need to try to reach into the homes more. And so one of the things we did this week is every kid, every family that sends a kid to the Savannah Van ministry got a visit from a Rosemont member. So we went into every one of those homes, visited with those people, shared Christ when necessary, invited them to church. And today at, at 11 o'clock, we've invited them to the 11 o'clock service. And then we're going to do a luncheon for them, free of charge. They can come and eat. We're going to show them around. We're going to let their kids show them their rooms and all they get to do. We're just hoping to reach out to these families to involve them in church and for no other reason to let them know that we love them. That's ongoing. You could be part of the Savannah Van Ministry if you're interested. We did evangelism teams. We had 40 Rosemont people visit over the course of the week. We visited 72 homes, led three people to Christ. Now think about this. Those are three people in local neighborhoods that wouldn't have known Christ had it not been for this week. Amazing. We had the opportunity to pray. I, I went out one night with the group, and you know how the Lord just works? We just kind of showed up, and there's a, a, a couple of members of our church that lived on the street. I didn't even know them. They were out washing their car. Got a chance to talk with them, pray with them. It was just one of those incredible God moments. But that's ongoing as well. We'll send teams out again. Construction. 
You're going to hear from John Doman this morning about construction. We repaired two different houses, one just down the street from LaGrange High School. And by the way, that precious lady was in our 830 service this morning. She came to visit. No, I'm sorry. Let me back up. She's the lady here at Hamilton Road. So we've got two different houses. The one by LaGrange High we worked on. We did construction and fixed up. We did some work on the back porch, did some work on the siding and some painting. We did another work project just down the road here, down Hamilton Road. That lady was with us this morning. We repaired her roof. Did a lot of outside work in her house, did some work inside, ministered to both of those families. Construction is ongoing. If you're interested in being involved in construction, we've already got some other projects on task and at hand. John Doman can talk to you about that. We did nursing home visits. So many of our members went to nursing homes and shared Christ with these precious little people. They went with their children. If you've never been to a nursing home with your kids, you ought to do it. You ought to do it. Those people are precious. They're starved oftentimes for attention. And when a little kid comes, there's excitement and there's, there's joy. And those kids play games with them and they told stories. And we had a chance to pray with these precious people. That's something you could do every week if you wanted to. You can go to the nursing homes as often as you want. We had hospital teams. We had a team that loaded up a big cooler with, a, with a wheels. And they wheeled that thing through the hospital. And they went into all the different rooms, the waiting rooms. And they gave people in the waiting rooms a bottle of water. And they offered to pray for them. Can I pray for you? You'd be amazed when somebody's in the hospital, obviously they're in great need. But the stories that we hear and the opportunities that are generated for us to pray with these people, let them know that we love them in the name of Jesus Christ. Just an incredible ministry. Again, that's ongoing. We can do hospital visits all the time. We did prayer walking. We had people praying at our church. We had people walking through neighborhoods. I got a note here that some people even prayed for us in other states. So they took my advice. I said, if you have to go, at least pray for us when you're gone. And they did. No way we can measure how much prayer is done for us. No way we can ever measure that. But that needs to be ongoing for us. We need to continue to pray. We did laundromat ministry. This is where we go into laundromats and we pay for people to wash their clothes. And that gives us about an hour's worth of time to talk to them. Now get this. If you, if you hadn't gone to a laundromat, I didn't know this. But it costs $6.15 to, to, to do one load of laundry. Six, no, six twenty-five. Is it six twenty-five? Some are over seven just to wash, and then you have to do that again to dry. So you're looking at fifteen bucks to do a load of laundry. Rosemont gave out over a thousand dollars in quarters this week. How cool is that, right? How cool is that? We helped between 150, 200 people prayed with about fifty different people had the opportunity to share Christ. You're going to hear some of those stories this morning about all the Lord has done. And we did a jail ministry as well. Some of you guys may not even know we have a jail ministry. We have people that go into the jails and minister to these precious people. Donna Wright's going to talk a little bit about that this morning. We had two salvations from some of these ladies. Now, the jail ministry is not easy for us to get into because you've got to go through some training to do that, at least to get in the right way. We don't want you to start on from the inside, okay? You start on from the outside and go in. But you've got, to go, you've got to go through some training in order to be able to do that. We have some of our ladies that have done that. If you're interested, you can talk to Don Wright about getting in those jails, ministering to those people, and sharing Jesus Christ with them. Incredible week. I wish this was every week. I had so many people say to me as I was just saying, I tried to go to every one of them. I couldn't get to every one, but I tried starting in the morning to go as many as I possibly could. Our youth, by the way, this was so cool. I think Wednesday, Jason, was it Wednesday? Our youth met at 8, 8, no, was it 8 a.m.? That's early in the summer for a teenager now, right? They met at 8 a.m. He loaded up the van, took them to, I think, almost every ministry, starting early all the way through. They didn't finish till 9 p.m. that night. 
just an exciting day. He thought he was going to have just a handful. He had about 30 kids show up. He was, he's scrambling for drivers and for vans, and he didn't know what to do. But those kids just were blown away. I was blown away by their faithfulness, by all that was going on. But the Lord's doing some incredible things. I had so many people say to me all during this week, this is the church, Adam. This is what we ought to be doing. It's, it's exactly right. If you served or were part of any of these ministries, you understand the joy that you gained from serving the Lord. There's no other joy like it. There's no other joy like it. So I want to challenge you, and you're going to hear from a lot of our people this morning, this can still happen. You don't have to look back with regret and say, oh, I miss Mission LaGrange. When are you going to do it next year? You can say, you know what, I want to do one of these ministries now. I'll sign up for one of these things right now. We'd love to help you plug in. We can put you in contact with the person that can help you as you pray through all the Lord has called you to do. Okay? Now, we're going to watch a short video that kind of highlights some of our ministries, and we're going to hear from some of these people this morning. Ain't no grave gonna hold me down 
just a quick picture of all we did. It's impossible to show it all. But we're going to hear some stories now of people that have been involved this week and have seen some pretty incredible things. Pam is going to come and share with us what the Lord did in her heart and how he worked. And uh, Pam's got a real heart for local missions and has been involved in a lot of things. And she's going to share with what the Lord did this week in her life. Thank you, Pam. of just just a small part of it. Um, last year, uh, during Mission LaGrange was the first time that we had ever done laundromat ministry. And it just uh, became a special place um, in my heart. And so me and a group of ladies have been doing it all year. And um, so then we decided to do it this year also. And um, Monday morning, we went in, and before I'd gotten there, Miss Phyllis Bruce had gotten be- there before me, and she had helped a lady uh, dry her clothes. Uh, the lady had already washed her clothes, and so then Miss Phyllis left and went to another laundromat because we had so many workers. One, some days this week, we had workers in three laundromats in LaGrange, and um, so I saw the lady sitting over at the table waiting for her clothes to dry, and I just felt like the Lord told me that I needed to go over there and talk to her. And um, her name is Miss Diane, and um, I said, Miss Phyllis told me that she had helped you dry your laundry, and uh, how are you doing this morning? And she just began to, tears just began to pour down her face, and um, she said, it's been a rough morning. And... Um, she said, but when that sweet lady paid for my clothes to be dried, I knew God was faithful. And uh, so she began to tell me about her story and how she has a 16-year-old son that is on probation and on drugs and that she doesn't want the world to get him. And um, so I began to talk to her and she is, she's a member of a church and she is a believer. I was able to ask her how she had accepted, when she accepted Christ. And I said, Miss Diane, can I pray with you? And so there in that laundromat, I held her hands and we prayed. And we've been doing this mission for a year, but it was the first time I had talked to people and invited them to church and invited them to kids club if they had children or grandchildren. But it was the first time I had sat in that laundromat and I prayed and I knew God had come before me and I was so thankful that he had allowed me to be there. And, um, so I promised Miss Diane that we'd make a visit when her son is there. I've already talked to Jason about taking some youth. Because I, I told her, I said, Miss Diane, there are a lot of godly teenagers in this, in LaGrange. And we have a lot in Rosemount because I've seen it this week. I've done a lot of ministry with my, t- with teenagers. And it has just been incredible to watch them. And uh, I, I have so many stories I could tell you. Uh, but what I want to, what I came away with from this week is that this is a lifestyle, Pam. Um, one of laundromat is my comfort zone. Evangelism is not so much. And so I went with Brother Tom this week. I went with him on home visits and to lunch. 
And one thing I got from Brother Tom is he said, you know, when he was sitting with, the, with us at lunch, he said, we may be the only person that ever shares Jesus with, some, with a, like your waiter, your waitress, somebody you see at Walmart, somebody that checks you out at the grocery store. What if you are the only person that will ever tell them about Jesus? And that has stuck in my heart. And I don't want this to be a week. I've told God, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. But he hasn't called me anywhere yet except to do short-term missions. But he's called me to LaGrange. And I want to live my life intentionally. I want to live my life so that people see Jesus in me. And that is what I've gotten from Mission LaGrange, that this is not a one week. It is our life. God has given us a gift, and we are to share that gift. And I'm just thankful that he's put me here right now in this church, in this place, and that I can share. I've asked John Doman to come talk next about construction. If you know John, John is a, he's a blabbermouth. He just talks and talks and talks. I'm concerned about his time up here. <laughs> I'm concerned about getting my, my courage up to do this. I know. I want to tell the story. He didn't ask me to tell this. He, probably didn't know. he and I were standing on a roof down here and down the road uh, earlier this week. And he had, he had torn everything off. And he's just sharing his heart to me about how, you know, this is a neat ministry and he wants to keep doing this. And he said something to me. It stuck with me. He said, we're standing on that roof. And he said, this is my happy place. He said, I want to keep helping people. And so he's going to tell us what the Lord did in his heart. It took a lot for me to get my courage up to do this. But uh, we had an amazing week this week. I told Adam and Randy both uh, Friday afternoon. I called Randy and told him, I said, we got a problem. I said, you know. I've called everybody on this list, and half of them I can't get in touch with. And I said, I've only got about five people that said they was going to be there next week. And I said, I don't know what we're going to do. Monday afternoon when we got to the first job site over here, Johnny Green had taken a couple of them and we went to uh, the one in town with Mr. Stogner. But we had probably about 30 or 35 people show up just completely unexpected and just completely floored me. And... uh it got to the point where we was actually trying to find more stuff to do because we had so many people show up. We ended up doing, basically cleaning her entire yard up, and I think we ended up with a pile of brush about half the size of the church. <laughs> we tore the whole back of her roof off, put a new roof on the back of her house, completely redid her front porch, roof, uh, screen porch, doors, and everything, and there was a couple of us that was going to meet Friday afternoon to finish up, but I think the good Lord wanted to test our roofing ability before we finished to make sure we didn't have to do something else. But we ended up sitting out there in the porch and just fellowshipping basically for about an hour and a half through the monsoon that come in Friday afternoon. And uh, But thankfully we had no roof leaks, so we did do something right. If we didn't do anything else, we stopped the roof leaks. But... We got a little bit of stuff we're going to go back and finish this week. So if anybody wants to come, we're going to meet somewhere around 4 o'clock on Monday at her house. If you don't know where that's at, you can call me or get in touch with Randy and 
he can get you in touch with us. But this is something that there's a group of us, probably about five of us, that have been doing this now for about six to eight months now, off and on throughout. If we get a call, we'll go do something throughout the year. And that's something that is just stuck to me and is in my heart that I want to keep doing. But I want to build a team that when somebody calls, you know, we can we can make a few phone calls and get a group of people together to go fix something, no matter what it is or when it is. But that's something that I've really enjoyed, and I think we made a lot of uh, great contacts this week and a good fellowship with a great group of guys that helped out, and I just am so grateful for every one of them that showed out this week and come and helped and did what they did. But thank you all. be seated. We're going to ask Amy Brown if she would come up. Amy had a a really neat experience last Sunday night and kind of one of those God moments that um, wasn't necessarily planned, but it was very clear he was a part of it. So Amy's going to tell us what happened. I was able to be a part of the kids club at Greenbrier this week and um, I did not step out of my comfort zone a whole lot because I'm okay with little kids, but big people scare me. So Um, I'm terrified right now. Um, But Libby Corbett and Miss Barbara Jones and Jody Dowden and I went out Sunday afternoon to um, do some visitation just in the communities, along with lots of people from Rosemont, but that was our our small group. And we just went door-to-door, just inviting the families to our kids' club. Um, Libby and I wound up getting uh, paired together when we split up. Um, even further, and she and I think are both a little terrified of door-to-door, um, so we were just kind of, you know, faking our way <laughs> through, um, you know, our courage or whatever, and so we knocked at this one door, and these dogs just immediately jump at the door. I mean, like, you can hear them trying to rip the door um, off the frame, and so <laughs> Libby's scared of dogs, and I'm scared of people, so here we are, you know. <laughs> um So we start to leave, and Libby said, I think I hear somebody coming. And so as we were leaving, this man comes out from around the garage area, and he looked a little frazzled, I guess is the word. And so we told him why we were there, and he he seemed like he was in a hurry. Um, Libby said, you know, he he told us he was house-sitting. And Libby said, you know, it's okay if you don't live here. If you've got kids, we'd love to have them, you know, at our kids' club. And he stopped and he said, well, actually, I have a 20-year-old and I just got a phone call that she's been in a terrible accident and she's being life-flighted to Columbus. And so we, you know, we asked what her name was and we just asked if we could pray with her, uh, pray with him over her. And he said, absolutely. And so just right there in that driveway, um, we were able to just pray Jesus over that that girl and um, didn't know her, didn't know her dad, but um, just felt like God put us, you know, right there at that time. If we'd been five minutes earlier or five minutes later, um, he he may have not gotten the news or he may have already left for the hospital. He, he thought we were his ride. Um, he was waiting for somebody to come pick him up. But, you know, it was just an honor 
to be able to, to pray with him. We, we went on to the next house, and as we were coming out from there, he called us back. He was still waiting. And he said, I didn't want to say this out loud earlier, um, but when they called me the first time, they told me she wasn't breathing, and I just got a second phone call, and she was talking to them. So I just want to thank you for your prayers. So that was absolutely nothing that we did. Um, that was all God, but I just want you to continue to pray for that family. She's still in ICU um, in Columbus. She was um, severely injured, so she still has a long way to go. Um, but that family uh, needs our prayers, um, and I know that they would covet those from us. So thank you. Thank you, Amy. We're going to have Donna Wright come up now at this time. Donna served in the prison ministry. And like we said, you have to get some training to get in, but it's something that's been ongoing. Something's been in her heart, and she's going to tell you a little bit of the story about what the Lord did. Okay. I went with Joe Obrey. Joe has been going to the jail several years but this, I have finally been approved that I could go in. We made two visits in the past couple of weeks. Our first visit, of course, I was really nervous and scared, actually, because of the training. They scare you to death. But it was nothing like I anticipated. These women love. They love the Lord. They want to hear the word. They want to know it. They want the truth. They don't want sugarcoat. They want the word that is true. With Joe, we were able to give them the truth because she and I both are with the auxiliary through the Gideons. We're able to give each lady a Bible. They covet these Bibles. They want extra Bibles that we can give only so many. Joe explains the Bible to them. The front answers questions for them. The back is the plan of salvation. Our first class, Joe had asked me to give my testimony, which I did. Then we had a Bible study. During the invitation, out of the nine women that attended, we had one salvation. I prayed with her the sinner's prayer. And she was excited to be able to write her name in this Bible. The second session we had, there were 20 women that came for Bible study. Joe said that was the largest group she had ever had. It was amazing. They are so hungry. We gave the invitation. Well, our lesson then was on Saul and his conversion and how God changed him in the twinkling of an eye. 
he accepted Jesus Christ. And that was the message we gave to those ladies. During the invitation, we had another salvation. These women, I believe, are on fire for the truth. And the truth is the word of God. And um, they always give us their prayer request. So I cannot tell you names, but I can tell you request. First thing on their, most of their list, is pray for my family. Pray for my children. Pray for the family that is taking care of my children. And when they're writing this, they are crying because their hearts are hurting. Some will say, pray that the Lord will stay with me and not forget about me. The one that was accepted Christ, I explained to her that God loves her. There's nothing she's done that that he he doesn't know about and that he can forgive her. And she cried and cried and said, I never thought that he would love me for what all I have done. Please pray for these ladies. And I challenge you men, there's two guys that were in the class that I had to go through. Two men. And they are now able to go into the men's jail and preach to them. They preach Allah is God. So we need some of you men to step up to the bat and take the true word to those men. Thank you. We're going to do a couple more testimonies this morning. Ben Comerford is going to come up. Ben uh, started with uh, the, I think the laundry mat, but the Lord did some pretty neat things in his heart, and he's going to tell you the story exactly what the Lord did. It's bright up here. It's bright up here. God's on the throne. God's on the throne. Um, I'm walking through the foyer, I don't know, 10 days or so ago, and... Um, see this big list of stuff to sign up locally to do. And clearly I fit in best at the laundromat, so I decided to do that. I put my name, and I'm kind of down close to the bottom, so it's easily visible. My wife comes by and gets a pretty good cackle out of that. Um, Adam called me and asked me to come up and share my story, and I'm kind of scrambling a little bit. I said, I don't really know what to say. I didn't do anything. Um... I showed up Wednesday, late, walked in. There's frantic activity amongst um, those who do most of the work in the body of Christ, um, usually women. Um, And uh, so I'm just kind of standing there like a doofus with my hands in my pocket like this, um, you know, wondering how I can make myself useful. 
And uh, this guy walks in, and he looks more out of place than I do. Um, he's, he's young. He's a he's fit, young guy. Um, he's got a backpack on. He didn't have a whole lot of clothes in it. So I walked up to him, and I talked to him, and I said, hey, man, what's, what's going on? I said, do you need, you need to wash some clothes? And, and uh, he's kind of quiet and somber, and um, he says, no, man, I, uh, he said, I heard you guys were helping people. I said, okay. I said, well, wait, man, what do you need? And uh, he said, I need a place to stay. I said, okay, where you been staying? And uh, he said, right over across the street. And I said, uh, all right. And it was like something shot, kind of shot at my back. I said, you need to, you need to go. You need to take care of this. So I did. So I walked across the street, and I was real hesitant to tell this story because, you know, I've kind of always been taught if you, um, if you talk about a lot of the times the things that you've done, you sort of take the power out of it. But I come to realize that nothing that I did was the power in this story. So there's a, um, and let me back up for a second. I'm a terrible multitasker. I can't, I can't walk down the street and chew bubble gum at the same time. But he can. And uh, I had no idea all the things that were going to come into play that day, just how big he is just the amazing things that he was doing um, in one little laundry mat in LaGrange. Um, there's a Hindu lady behind the counter, and um, she said, what can I do for you? I said, I need a room. She looks at me kind of funny. I said, yeah, I need a room. I said, there was a guy that stayed here last night. Do you know who I'm talking about? And she shook her head, and she said, yeah. And uh, I said, I need a room for a couple, couple two, three nights. And... Uh, so she's still looking at me funny. She said, why? Love of Christ. I don't really have a reason other than that. Um, she just looked at me. So I said, well, how much is it? And she tells me. So I hand her a credit card. She's like, we don't take credit cards. Who doesn't take credit cards at a hotel? So I get, in my, I get in my truck, and I go up to the ATM. I swing around. I come back, pay her, get the key, leave, write the number down. I said, are you sure this is good? Now I said, do you want to have any problems? For this kid's not going to have any problems. She said, no, he'll be fine. So I come back over there. So I had opportunity to kind of share a message with her, even though she may not have known she got it. It's already been a message on my heart that I'm not in control of anything. He's in control of everything. And I walk in there, and this church body is already surrounded, this kid. And they're just pouring love on him. Yeah. Can we help you with a job? Can we, uh, where are you staying? I see Jason Bennett, who is a blessing to this church, if you don't know who he is. Over there, explaining the gospel to this kid in a way that is understandable. Um, And I get the privilege of actually spending time with Pam, which if you guys don't know Pam, um, you are missing a piece of Christ. Um, he speaks through her. He uses her uh, in a very, very special way, and you can see Jesus in her eyes. Um, so I'm still struggling with what I had to do with any of this. Um, but it's to tell you that... Uh, it's a great place. 
And um, obedience is a privilege. It's not something that I do, like taking the trash out. It's a privilege. He doesn't need me. He can do without me. He can cause the rocks to do his bidding. But he chooses to use me. He gives me an opportunity to participate in his kingdom. And I heard a pastor say one time, we don't fight for victory. We fight from a position of victory. It's like watching, I I use terrible sports analogies all the time. Um, But in some ways, it's the only way I know how to effectively communicate. But it's like watching recorded football games where your team wins. You celebrate all the nuances of every play, even if they're bad. It doesn't really matter because you know what the ultimate outcome is. Do we live that way? I mean, we're, we're on the winning team. Victory was done 2,000 years ago. All of human history screams to the glory of God, recorded and unrecorded. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Thank you, Ben. Fantastic job. Lindsay McCurry is going to come up. Lindsay has uh, had a heart for missions for a long time. She's going to tell you a little bit about that, but the Lord kind of used her in a little bit of a different way this week. She's going to tell her story. I cannot believe I have to follow, follow that. Um, but um, when all the signs went up for Mission LaGrange um, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking through the breezeway, and I really wasn't sure um, what the Lord wanted me to do. Um, and so I began to pray about it, and um, I knew that one thing he was laying heavy on my heart was different from last mission, LaGrange, was that um, last year, um, my mom, who's retired, came into town and watched my kids for me during the day so I could go and um, serve during the day, and then we did kids' club as a family. Um, but the Lord made it very clear to me that he wanted me to have my kids with um, me the whole time. So... Um, I have a two-year-old, Adam and I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, where do you want us? Um, so they can't do too much destruction. And so um, I prayed, 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 prayed. And um, Adam and I had lots of conversations. And um, ultimately the Lord um, led us to the laundromat and to um, the nursing home and the Calumet Kids Club. Um, the nursing home was such a blessing for me to watch my kids engage with these precious people who a lot of them don't have visitors and just want to be loved on. And um, so my kids played bingo with them and colored with them. And there was lots of other kids and some youth there just loving on these people. And so that was a big blessing to get to see. Um, but the Lord used the laundry mat ministry this week to just wear me out. Um, I think if I'm just being honest, a lot of the times I use my kids um, as an excuse not to serve. Um, and so I took them with me, and um, we were there every day from about 9 to 12, um, and they weren't too destructive. Um, but I had the opportunity to just meet just some precious people. They, they come in to wash and dry their clothes, and it takes about an hour or longer for them to do their laundry and so we would meet them at the door and offer to pay for their laundry and get it out of their car and fold it for them and so the whole time you have these people with you um, they can't go anywhere and so um, you just start 
asking questions. How are you? Are you from LaGrange? Just general small talk. And before I knew it, every conversation I had led to a conversation about Christ. Um, they would share their testimony with me. And, and a lot of the people I talked to just had a really hard life. Um, either had um, had lots of struggles in the past or were currently dealing with a lot of struggles. And um, so I just had just the privilege and the blessing to just speak God's truth into them and um, pray over them. There was this one precious lady. Um, I spent about 45 minutes with her, just getting to know her and loving on her. And um, She had eight children, and six of them are heavily involved in drug and gang activity in Troop County. And she was just broken for her family. Um, so I said, do you mind if I pray for you and your sons? And she said, sure. And she kind of turned back around to do laundry and I said, no, right here. And um, so we just prayed right in the middle of the laundry mat. Um, and um, the Lord just used that situation and several others very similar to that um, to remind me that we're just called to love. Um, not really question people's motives or judge them by the way they live or their past, but just to love them and share the love of Christ with them. And um, I didn't share this in the last service, but just so you know how far Mission LaGrange is reaching, um, my mom called me on Friday and said, I had um, a member of my church call and say, I saw where the church your daughter attends is doing this Mission LaGrange. Tell me about that. So my mom kind of shared with her, and she said, I saw pictures that your daughter posted where they were in a laundromat. I want you to find out more information about that. I'm going to start that here. So the Lord is using our church and Mission LaGrange that now this precious lady in my mom's church is going to start one in Anston, Alabama. So the Lord is using Mission LaGrange to reach all over. And I'm just, my heart is full from this week. And I told my husband and Pam, um, a year ago, the Lord made very clear to me that I needed to go to South Asia. And that was a hard um, thing to kind of swallow. Um, But the Lord has not made... It's just been an unbelievable week. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. I've said something different in every service. Um, I've had an opportunity to do several things this week. And first of all, I just am just so thankful that God has chosen to use me. But um, last year, um, Mission LaGrange, we started the laundromat ministry. And I've, a group of us have been doing it all year. And um, so I kind of headed it up this year. And uh, Monday morning, by the time I got there, a little after nine, Miss Phyllis Bruce had already gone ahead of me. And she, there was this one lady that had washed her clothes but had not dried them. And um, so Miss Phyllis was able to um, help her dry her laundry. And... Um, Miss Phyllis, we had so many people, which was so exciting that we were able to go and minister. And it's just been an unbelievable week. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say. I've said something different in every service. Um, I've had an opportunity to do several things this week. And first of all, I just... I'm just so thankful that God has chosen to use me. But um, last year, um, 
Mission LaGrange, we started the laundromat ministry. And I've, a group of us have been doing it all year. And um, so I kind of headed it up this year. And uh, Monday morning, by the time I got there, a little after nine, Miss Phyllis Bruce had already gone ahead of me. And she, there was this one lady that had washed her clothes but had not dried them. And um, so Miss Phyllis was able to um, help her dry her laundry. And Miss um, Phyllis, we had so many people, which was so exciting that we were able to go and minister in other laundromats in LaGrange. And in some days we had people in three laundromats in LaGrange. And after Miss Phyllis left, I saw this lady sitting over at the table and the Lord just told me I needed to go talk to her. And so I walked over there and I said, good morning, my name's Pam and I'm from Rosemont Baptist Church. And Miss Phyllis told me that she had dried your laundry and how are you today? And tears just began to just stream down her face. And she said, "Um, it's been a rough morning. Um, And she said, but when that sweet lady paid for for me to dry my laundry, I knew God was faithful. And so I began to talk to her and I said, well, tell me just a little bit about your life. And so her name's Miss Diane and... She has a son that's 16 that is already on probation because of drugs. And she said, you know, Pam, I don't want the world to get him. And her heart was broken. And so I said, can I pray with you? So we've been ministering in this laundromat for a year, but it's the first. And I've invited people to church and I've invited people to kids club. But it is the first time I had prayed in that laundromat. And I took her hands and she took mine. And I prayed for her. And it was such a blessing. And I told her, I said, Miss Diane, I asked her where she goes to church. And she goes to church. And I began to talk to her about her experience with Christ. And came to find out she is a believer. And uh, she said, and I said, Miss Diane, we're not here to get people to our church if they're already in a church. That's awesome. And she said, but my church is just not ministering to me. Where is your church? So I told her, and um, I told her, and I've already talked to Jason Bennett that, uh, and we're going to take a group of teens out. I've got her number and her address, and we're going to go to her home when her son's there. His name is Ryan. I wish you'd pray for him and pray for Diane. And I said, there are godly teens in this city, in my church. And I want Ryan to be able to see what it's all about. So we are going to go to her home. But um, the laundromat is my comfort zone. I love it. It's my heart. And anybody that knows me knows that missions are... I I just love missions. And I've told God, I'll go wherever you ask me to go. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And I've been to Africa and I've been to Guatemala. But God hasn't called me there to go long term yet. But he has called me to LaGrange. And my comfort zone is not evangelism. But this week I got to spend some time with Brother Tom. And everything he does is intentional. And one thing he said does is he's, when we're sitting in a restaurant and that person is waiting on us, 
we may be the only person that ever tells them about Jesus. And we get so caught up talking to our family and talking to each other that we may not take time to get to know those, those people. But my prayer is that this, it won't end, that my life will be intentional. And that everywhere I go, and every person that God will give me the privilege to tell, then I'm going to share Jesus with them. And he, and that, that is my prayer for our church. He has called us to be his hands and his feet. And he has called us to show his love. And I grieve over the experience, the times when I may have let that pass by. But my prayer is that I never will again. And I think I'm thankful for this church and I'm thankful for my Savior that is willing to use me. Thank you, Pam. We're going to have John Doman come up now. John is involved in construction and, and has some ongoing construction projects locally, and there's great needs. So if you're interested in helping with construction, John's a guy to see. Good morning. We had a awesome week this week. I mean, it's hard to describe what actually took place. We ended up having two pretty good-sized projects to do this week. Johnny Green and Mr. James Stogner took one project on North Greenwood and took care of it, and we had a big project right up here on Hamilton Road. And Friday afternoon, I remember calling Randy and saying, told him we had a big problem, that I had called the list, and most people were out of town or on vacation. And I think when I talked with Randy Friday, I had five solid commitments that was going to be there last week. And I told Randy, I said, I don't know what we're going to do. I said, we're committed to fixing the roof on this house and everything else. And I said, we don't have the people to do it. Monday afternoon when we got there, by the time we left, there was probably 35 men and women that had showed up at that lady's house to help work on that house for us. And it was just the biggest blessing for me because I was freaking out all week that we wasn't going to have no help. And it just, everything just worked out perfect and took it one step at a time, but every time we turned around, there was another obstacle thrown at us, and through the great group of guys and commitment that we had with our team, and the good Lord, we worked through every obstacle we had. Monday afternoon, we did a lot of yard work trying to get ready, because at that point in time, you literally could not even get up to her house, besides a little old dog trail that went to the front door. By the time we left there Monday afternoon, we probably had a pile of brush about half the size of this church that we had cleaned up and cut out in the yard for. We ended up tearing the whole back of our house, the roof off of it, and putting a new roof on the back of our house. We tore the front porch completely off and rebuilt it, screens, screen door, the whole new roof on it, and just a massive amount of yard work. Friday afternoon, we went back down and was going to kind of finish everything up. We had a door to hang and just a lot of little cleanup from where we had been, but Randy had told me that he was really wanted to make sure that the roof didn't leak. Well, the good Lord gave us our test Friday when we got there because we ended up sitting on the porch for about an hour and a half and watching it rain on our work, and luckily we had no leaks. And But we are going back Monday. If anybody wants to come back and help for a little bit Monday, we got a little bit of cleanup to do and uh, that we didn't get done because of the rain and all that. But this is an ongoing mission work that we do. I got a group of guys, about five or six of us for about the last six, eight months now. 
have been doing different little projects all throughout LaGrange. And if y'all are interested in that or know of somebody that needs something done, just get with us and we'll be glad to look at it. And I mean, we've done everything from cut people's grass. We got some handicapped wheelchair ramps to do and stuff like that, but we're up for any challenge, I think. And I think the Lord's put us a great group of guys together and it's really, it's my comfort zone. As I told Adam Monday when he come out there and checked on us, we was on the roof and I told him, I said, this is my place. This is my happy place. This is where I let go of everything and connect and stay where I need to be. And we've got a great group of guys that's doing that now. And But I just thank everybody for the opportunity and the amount of people that showed up and got this project done this week. morning um Libby and I should have a kids story to tell you because we worked in Greenbrier Kids Club for the week um and we did have a lot of good experiences at at Greenbrier but um the story we want to tell you this morning happened actually on Sunday night when we were out visiting inviting people to um to bring their kids out and um Adam said he gets scared going door to door. Well, we were pretty petrified. <laughs> um, Libby's afraid of dogs, and I'm afraid of people. So <laughs> we were we we had a had a little bit of a handicap there, and um, we we went up to this house and um, knocked on the door, and we weren't really sure if anybody was at home. It kind of looked. Like there might not be, but as soon as we knocked or rang the doorbell, these dogs just like jumped at the door and you could hear them like Cujo trying to, you know, get through the door. And so we're backing up and um, thinking that we're, you know, going to just scoot out. And Libby said, I think I hear somebody. And about that time, this man comes from around the side of the house and he, he looked um, frazzled, um, I think it made us a little nervous because we weren't sure exactly if he was okay or not. And um, but we told him who we were and why we were there. And he w- he was just he was busy like the whole time, like trying to walk away. And and um, he said, "I don't live here. I'm just house sitting." And um, Libby said, "Well, it's okay if you know if you're not from that neighborhood. If you've got kids, you can still bring them." And he just kind of stopped and he said, well, actually, um, I have a 20-year-old and I just got a phone call that she's been in a terrible accident. And I thought you were my ride to take me to the hospital. She's being life-flighted to Columbus um, as we speak. And I'm just waiting for somebody to come get me to take me. And so we said, well, can we, can we pray for her? And he said, absolutely. And so right there in that moment, we were able to just pray over his daughter and over that situation. And, and you know, that's what we could do for him at that moment. And so we went on to the, to the next um, house. And as we were leaving there, he called us back over. He was still in the driveway waiting. And um, he said, I just wanted to tell you, he said, I didn't want to say it out loud earlier. I didn't want to give the devil any room. He said, but when they called me the first time, they told me she wasn't breathing. And they just called me back and said, she's talking to them. So 
um, it was just a blessing to be right there at that moment. And Libby and I talked as we were leaving. You know, if we'd been five minutes earlier or five minutes later, we might have missed that man. Um, but God knew that that situation and that man needed prayer. And so he put us exactly where we were supposed to be. And it was just an honor to be able to serve this week. I'm going to ask Donna if she would come up. Donna is involved in our jail ministry and had a pretty interesting uh, week and some amazing things happened she's going to tell us about. Hello. Joe Obrey has been doing the jail ministry for a number of years now. I've only been doing it a couple of weeks. But it was just an awesome experience. The first thing you have to do is go through training, which is only offered once a year. The training, you talk about scared straight. That will do it. They said they don't negotiate if you're taken hostage. So that was very encouraging there. (laughs) I'm calling Adam. So we met nine ladies the first session. They came, they were not so on fire at that point, but they came, nine of them. We uh, shared the gospel, we shared our testimonies. And we shared the plan of salvation. And during that prayer, we had a hand raised. Now, this woman didn't just slip her hand up. She was waving. I want Jesus. I want Christ in my life. I want to turn from this. I know we were taught about the jailhouse conversions. I really, I'm not the judge, but this lady, I will see her again on the other side in heaven. Our second session, evidently the first group saw that we were honest. We give each lady a Gideon Bible. Joe and I are auxiliary members through the Gideons. So we're able to give out a Gideon Bible. Joe goes into detail and tells them all about the Bible, where to look for things. And in the back is the plan of salvation. So this group, the first group had probably told the second group, these women are telling the truth. So our second week, this past Thursday, we had 20 ladies. It doubled. Joe said it was the most she had ever seen in one of the study groups. I, since teaching third grade Sunday school here, I'm a little animated. I got the Sunday school lesson and said, great, this is perfect. Joe had asked me to do the lesson. So I did the third grade Sunday school lesson. It was on Saul and his conversion, 
How appropriate did the Lord plan that? Nothing could hold Paul back. And I was there to tell those ladies, God changed him from the inside out. And he can do the same regardless of where you are, regardless of your circumstance. During that invitation, we had a second hand raised. Praise the Lord. She had already started filling out her name in the book. She was so excited to be in God's family. This ministry is ongoing. It's not for everybody, but we do need we do need your prayers. These ladies tell us their prayer request. At the very top of their request is, please pray for my children that are somewhere. Pray for the families that are keeping my children. Some say, pray that God will stay with me and not leave me. They are so afraid that they have done things that are unforgivable. Joe and I just put our arms around each one of those ladies and love them. And they request that you pray for them as well. Thank you. Let's pray together right now. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for what you've accomplished. We thank you for these precious people that have gone and given up time and shared. We thank you for these testimonies already that we've heard and for the ones we're going to hear. Father, I want to pray right now for these ladies who've asked for prayer specifically, Lord. I pray for their families, for the children that are waiting for them to come home, Lord, for the husbands that are waiting, for the moms and dads that struggle through what must be a very difficult time in life. Father, I pray for the families that are taking care of those kids. I pray you give them strength and courage. And I pray for these women, Father. I pray that they would seek you, that they would hear from you. I pray that you would make yourself apparent and real in their lives. And they would sense your presence, Father, to do incredible things through them. I pray that you would just reach them with the truth of your word, Father. I pray that more would become involved in this ministry. That you would raise up workers for the harvest, Father. People that would go get trained and have the ability to go into these jails. Share the truth of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray you would continue to do a great work in those people's lives. Lord, as we turn our attention for the next few minutes to a time of offering, Father, we're just thankful for the blessings. We're thankful for all you've given us, Lord. I pray that the money we give would continue to be used to do the things we're doing, Lord. To share the gospel, to reach the people here and around the world. And we're going to praise your name for everything that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll invite our ushers now to come forward, and we're going to continue to worship together in tithes and offerings. All right, we're going to have another couple of testimonies this morning. I'm going to ask Ben come up for if he'd come up. Ben had a heart to go to a place that he's going to tell you about that may seem a little strange, but the Lord did something pretty amazing when he was there. Um. So you guys know where the sign-up sheets are, Ben, for Mission LaGrange. I'm walking back uh, from Sunday school. It's about 10 days ago. And I walk by there, and I see there's about eight of these things. And so I'm kind of quietly reflecting over this. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, where can I go here to where um, 
there's going to be no shot whatsoever um, that I'm really doing anything, you know. There's the laundry mat, you know. It's like, all right, that's strange, but I'll do it. So I put my name down at the bottom. <laughs> Ironically, my wife comes by and sees my name on the laundry mat. Has like a big belly laugh and it's like bent over cackling. Um, um, God, God is love. That's for sure. If he's anything, that's what he is. I, I showed up over there on Wednesday morning. That probably I was late, which is not out of the ordinary for me. Um, so I walk in there and I'm, you know, it's, it's like I said this earlier, much like in any other endeavor that God calls mankind to do, women do most of the work. There's women running around everywhere in there. There's ladies coming in washing their clothes. There's grandmothers coming in and washing their clothes. And I'm just sort of standing there with my hands in my pockets like a doofus. But I do that well. So, um, And I'm thinking, you know, what, all right, what can I do to make myself useful? So um, this kid walks in, and he's a young guy, and he's probably in his early 20s. Um, and he's a nice-looking young guy. You know, he's with it. He's very fit. He looks extremely out of place, even more out of place than I do in there. And um, I'm thinking, you know, this guy looks like he's been out, you know, running. And he's got a backpack on. He's got clothes in it. And I'm thinking, hmm. So I go over and I talk to him. And I said, uh, hey, man, what, what's going on? And uh, he said, well, and he's kind of sheepish. And he was talking real low. And he said, um, I heard you guys are giving out help. I heard you guys are helping people. I said, well, yeah, yeah I, I guess we are. I guess, I guess that's what we're here to do. And he said, well, uh, well I, yeah, I could use some. I, uh, and I said, well, what's, you know, man, tell me what's going on. What's, what's the problem? He said, well, I, he said, I don't have any place to stay. I said, okay. I said, well, where did you stay last night? And he kind of pointed across the street, the motel over there. And he said, I stayed over there last night. I said, do you have any way to stay there tonight? He said, no. So I'm kind of standing there dumbfounded and I uh, wasn't prepared to encounter this guy. And um, So something kind of shoots up my back. So it's just, it just kind of pushes me. So I go over there and, and to say that I'm not a multitasker would be a bit of an understatement. I can't walk down the street and chew bubble gum at the same time, but God can and so I didn't even know where this was going. I said, wait, this is just, all this whole thing is a strange experience. Well, I walk in there, and the lady behind the counter um, is pretty clearly Hindu. I mean, she's got, um, she's got calendars. She's got, uh, you know, there's elephants all over the place. I, um, okay, I put two and two together, and I said, do you have a room? I said, I, I need to get a room for a guy. And she's looking at me kind of, this is weird. And... Um, I said, no, it was a boy that stayed here last night. I need to get a room for him. And uh, she said, okay. And then she just looked at me and said, why? Love of Christ. Um, certainly not me. You know, there's nothing inherently good in me or, frankly, any of you. Um, but I'm standing there and I uh, said, love of Christ. She's like, yeah, okay, well, it'll be this. Well, I whip out my wallet and I go to, and of course they don't take credit cards. I'm just like, golly. So I get in the truck, I go to the ATM, I come back, go in there, 
prepare for the room. I walk back over here. So now there's all these different things that have happened. And I walk back in there, and here's this guy. And he's talking to like four or five people. And what little bit of clothes he's got are getting washed. He's talking to Jason Bennett, which, by the way, we have an unbelievable youth minister here for you guys to entrust your children to. Um, and he's talking to him about the gospel in a very simple and straightforward way. Um, and there's people just buzzing around him. Well, come to find out, I found out at a later date, he just was taken care of. People took care of a place for him to stay. People took care of him something to eat. People took care of... Um, my brother, Matt Moncus, took care of that. Um, the body of Christ attended to mankind as it was intended. Um, so I'm just kind of walking out of there shell shock, and Adam calls me, and he says, Hey, man, I need you to, what do you think about telling about that? My brother, Adam McCurry, calls me. He's like, Hey, man, what happened? I said, man, I didn't do squat. I said, I just kind of showed up down there and, um, but what happened is, is what always happens. Um, when there's a crack in the door to allow the spirit of God to work. And, um, you know, there's a lot of programs and good things to do that exist in our country today. And they're bankrupt and stale as an old can of beans. But when you plug in the power of God and God's people do God's bidding, um, that's life. And it's life worth living. He doesn't need us. I certainly don't particularly offer anything. Um, but in willingness, he just kind of puts us in these beautiful, delicate, wonderful places where we get to a part of what he's doing. And he's on the throne, and he's always going to be on the throne. And we don't fight for victory. We fight from a place of victory. It's already done. We know how this thing ends. And he's inviting us to be a part of it. Just be a part of it. It's all the joy in life. Amen. Thank you, man. Excellent job. Lindsay, coming up, Lindsay's going to tell us a little about what the Lord's done. She's had a heart for missions for a long time, but the Lord kind of spoke clearly to her this week. She's going to tell us that story. Y'all, I cannot believe I have to follow that. <laughs> um, so when the big post-its went up um, in the breezeway to sign up for something for Mission LaGrange, um, I just wasn't sure uh, where the Lord would have me serve. And so I prayed and um, just really didn't get a clear answer to exactly where the Lord wanted me. But um he did make very clear to me um, that I needed to heavily involve um, mine and Adam's two children. Um, last year, my mom came to town. She's retired, so she came to town and watched the girls while I served during the day, and then we served together as a family um, at a kids' club. But this year, the Lord made very clear that I needed to take them with me. Um, well, they're two and five, and so as I'm praying, I'm like, Okay, Lord, where can I do the most for your kingdom and my kids will do the least amount of destruction? So um, after um, a little while, uh, I ultimately decided that um, a really good place for them would be the laundromat, um, a nursing home, and then, of course, we did um, a kids club. So 
Um, we got to go to the nursing home and play bingo when my kids colored. Um, and if you have little, small children, I cannot encourage you enough to get your kids over there. A lot of those precious people don't have people to come visit them. And so um, they were just just obsessed with all the children from Rosemont. There was a lot of people there with their young kids. And so they just would talk to them and love on them. And it was precious. But the ministry that the Lord used to just wear me out this week was the laundromat ministry. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I walked in Monday morning and um, the Lord just used um, that time um, to just really open my eyes to the needs in our community. Um, we would meet um, people at the door and say, you know, we're from Rosemont Baptist Church. We want to help you um, do your laundry today. We want to pay for it. We want to help you fold it. Um, and so um, that's what we did. Well, it takes like 28 minutes to run the, the washer and then like 20 to do the dryer. So you have like an hour with these people and they can't go anywhere. And so... Um, you just, we would just walk up, um, and just start talking to them and, um, just open the door to have a conversation, like a real conversation. So of course, you know, we just started saying, hey, you know, how are you? Are you from LaGrange? How long have you lived here? You know, small talk. And every single conversation I had with every single person ended up, um, I got to share the love of Christ with them. Um, there was one precious lady that, um, I talked with for like 45 minutes and she shared her story with me, her life, and she'd had a lot of past struggles and a lot of current struggles. And um, she shared with me that she had eight children, and six of them were boys that were heavily involved in drug and gang activity in Troop County. And so she was just broken for her family. And um, so, you know, I just got just the privilege to just share hope with her and share Christ with her. And I said, um, would you mind if I prayed for you and your sons? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she turns to just keep doing laundry. And I said, no, I would love to pray with you right now, right here. And so she said, sure. And so we prayed and she was so thankful. She, we just hugged like, I don't even, 10 times we just hugged and we were both crying. And, um, so I think, um, there were tons of stories like that throughout the week, not just me, um, that just got to love on people. And the Lord just reminded me this week that it's not our place to um, question people's motives or judge them by their past. Or um, We're just supposed to love on them and just share the love of Christ with them. Um, and it was just a blessing. My heart is so full um, from this week. And um, I told Pam and my husband that I've never been more clear that the Lord was calling me to something. Um, I, he called uh, Adam and I to go to South Asia a year ago, and I have never been more clear that I'm supposed to be involved in something as I am, that, that laundromat. So I look forward to serving there in the future, and I just wanted to share with y'all just a tiny piece of what the Lord is doing, how he's using Mission LaGrange and our church to reach people other places. I talked to my mom on Friday, and um, a lady from her church had called her and said, um, I saw where the church your daughter attends is doing Mission LaGrange. Can you tell me about that? So my mom kind of told her about it, and she said, and I saw where Lindsay was involved in this laundromat ministry. Can you, you know, what, what are they doing? And so my mom just shared a little with her, and she said, we are going to start that at our church. 
And so um, the Lord is using Mission LaGrange and Roseland Baptist Church um, now to reach people in Alabama. So this lady is going to start the same ministry in their church. And so um, there are precious people in laundromats in Anniston, Alabama, that are going to get the love of Christ shared with them too. So thank you. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to finish up today like we always do with the time of invitation and and just so, so many incredible stories. I just want to remind you and encourage you. You've heard from so many people and so many stories and you saw the video. I just want to remind you, this should not be the end. It should be the beginning. We should continue to do this. This is the church. This is the church. When we go from here, we come and we get refilled and excited and we go into the world and we pour out and we love, and then we come back next week, we get refilled again, we go into the world, and we pour back out. That's what the church does. I want to encourage you to keep being a part of that. Don't let this be the end of the ministry in LaGrange. Let this be the beginning. We can help plug you in. If you're interested, you can come talk to me about it, okay? We're going to open up the altars we always do for prayer, and I want to challenge you to do something. I know we're running a little over in time, but I want to challenge you as we finish up the service this morning. Let's pray for this city. Let's pray for this area. And I'm going to encourage as many of you will to come down. Let's just fill up the altar praying for these people that are in need of Christ just outside of our doors, just down the street from our houses because there are thousands of people that don't need Christ in our community and nobody's going to share if we don't. You understand that? We're the hands and feet of Christ. So we're going to sing. You come and pray with us this morning. Let's pray together as we finish out this morning. Father, we thank you for the chance to go. We thank you for the calling you've placed on our lives, Father, for all those that were obedient, that have gone into the world to share Christ. Father, I pray this would be the beginning, not the end. I pray, Lord, you do amazing things through our church as we reach out to those that don't yet know Christ. And I pray, Father, you would be honored and glorified by the things that we do. Send us out again today as ambassadors of light into the darkness for your honor and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Have a great day. We'll see you back next week. Their laundromats in LaGrange, and in some days we had people in three laundromats in LaGrange. And after Miss Phyllis left, I saw this lady sitting over at the table, and the Lord just told me I needed to go talk to her. And so I walked over there, and I said, Good morning. My name's Pam. I'm from Rosemont Baptist Church, and Miss Phyllis told me that she had dried your laundry, and how are you today? And tears just began to just stream down her face. And she said, um, it's been a rough morning. Um, and she said, but when that sweet lady paid for, for me to dry my laundry, I knew God was faithful. And so I began to talk to her, and I said, well... Tell me just a little bit about your life. And so her name's Miss Diane, and she has a son that's 16 that is already on probation because of drugs. And she said, you know, Pam, I don't want the world to get him. And her heart was broken. And so I said, can I pray with you? So we've been ministering in this laundromat for a year, but it's the first, and I've invited people to church and I've invited people to kids club, but it is the first time I had prayed in that laundromat. And I took her hands and she took mine 
And I prayed for her, and it was such a blessing. And I told her, I said, Miss Diane, I asked her where she goes to church, and she goes to church. And I began to talk to her about her experience with Christ and came to find out she is a believer. And uh, she said, and I said, Miss Diane, we're not here to get people to our church if they're already in a church. That's awesome. And she said, but my church is just not ministering to me. Where is your church? So I told her, and um, I told her, and I've already talked to Jason Bennett, that, uh, and we're going to take a group of teens out. I've got her number and her address, and we're going to go to her home when her son's there. His name is Ryan. I wish you'd pray for him and pray for Diane. And I said, there are godly teens in this city, in my church. And I want Ryan to be able to see what it's all about. So we are going to go to her home, but um, the laundromat is my comfort zone. I love it. It's my heart. And anybody that knows me knows that missions are, they're, I, just, I just love missions. And I've told God, I'll go wherever you ask me to go. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And I've been to Africa and I've been to Guatemala. But God hasn't called me there to go long term yet. But he has called me to LaGrange. And my comfort zone is not evangelism. But this week I got to spend some time with Brother Tom. And everything he does is intentional. And one thing he said does is when we're sitting in a restaurant... And that person is waiting on us. We may be the only person that ever tells them about Jesus. And we get so caught up talking to our family and talking to each other that we may not take time to get to know those, those people. But my prayer is that this, it won't end, that my life will be intentional and that everywhere I go, and every person that God will give me the privilege to tell, then I'm going to share Jesus with them. And he, and that, that is my prayer for our church. He has called us to be his hands and his feet. And he has called us to show his love. And I grieve over the, experience, the times when I may have let that pass by. But my prayer is that I never will again. And I think, I'm thankful for this church, and I'm thankful for my Savior that is willing to use me. Thank you, Pam. We're going to have John Doman come up now. John is involved in construction and, and has some ongoing construction projects locally, and there's great needs. So if you're interested in helping with construction, John's a guy to see. Good morning. We had a awesome week this week. I mean, it's hard to describe what actually took place. We ended up having two pretty good-sized projects to do this week. Johnny Green and Mr. James Stogner took one project on North Greenwood and took care of it, and we had a big project right up here on Hamilton Road. And Friday afternoon, I remember calling Randy and saying, told him we had a big problem, that I had called the list, and most people were out of town or on vacation. And I think when I talked with Randy Friday, I had five solid commitments that was going to be there last week. And I told Randy, I said, I don't know what we're going to do. I said, we're committed to fixing the roof on this house and everything else. And I said, we don't have the people to do it. Monday afternoon when we got there, 
by the time we left, there was probably 35 men and women that had showed up at that lady's house to help work on that house for us. And it was just the biggest blessing for me because I was freaking out all week that we wasn't going to have no help. And it just, everything just worked out perfect and took it one step at a time. But every time we turned around, there was another obstacle thrown at us. And through the great group of guys and commitment that we had with our team and the good Lord, we worked through every obstacle we had. Monday afternoon, we did a lot of yard work trying to get ready because at that point in time, you literally could not even get up to her house besides a little old dog trail that went to the front door. By the time we left there Monday afternoon, we probably had a pile of brush about half the size of this church that we had cleaned up and cut out in the yard for. We ended up tearing the whole back of her house, the roof off of it, and putting a new roof on the back of her house. We tore the front porch completely off and rebuilt it, screens, screen door, the whole new roof on it, and just a massive amount of yard work. Friday afternoon, we went back down and was going to kind of finish everything up. We had a door to hang and just a lot of little cleanup from where we had been, but Randy had told me that he was really wanted to make sure that the roof didn't leak. Well, the good Lord gave us our test Friday when we got there because we ended up sitting on the porch for about an hour and a half and watching it rain on our work, and luckily we had no leaks. And But we are going back Monday. If anybody wants to come back and help for a little bit Monday, we got a little bit of cleanup to do and uh, that we didn't get done because of the rain and all that. But this is an ongoing mission work that we do. i got a group of guys, about five or six of us, for about the last six, eight months now, have been doing different little projects all throughout LaGrange. And if y'all are interested in that or know of somebody that needs something done, just get with us, and we'll be glad to look at it. And, I mean, we've done everything from cut people's grass. we got some handicapped wheelchair ramps to do and stuff like that, but... We're up for any challenge, I think, and I think the Lord's put us a great group of guys together, and it's really, it's my comfort zone. As I told Adam Monday when he come out there and checked on us, we was on the roof, and I told him, I said, this is my place. This is my happy place. This is where I let go of everything and connect and stay where I need to be, and we've got a great group of guys that's doing that now. And But I just thank everybody for the opportunity and the amount of people that showed up and got this project done this week. morning um Libby and I should have a kid's story to tell you because we worked in Greenbrier Kids Club for the week um and we did have a lot of good experiences at at Greenbrier but um the story we want to tell you this morning happened actually on Sunday night when we were out visiting inviting people to um to bring their kids out and um Adam said he gets scared going door to door. Well, we were pretty petrified. <laughs> um, Libby's afraid of dogs, and I'm afraid of people. So <laughs> we were we we had a had a little bit of a handicap there, and um, we we went up to this house and um, knocked on the door, and we weren't really sure if anybody was at home. It kind of looked. Like there might not be, but as soon as we knocked or rang the doorbell, these dogs just like jumped at the door and you could hear them like Cujo trying to, you know, get through the door. And so we're backing up and um, thinking that we're, you know, going to just scoot out. And Libby said, I think I hear somebody. And about that time, this man comes 
from around the side of the house, and he he looked um, frazzled. Um, I, I think it made us a little nervous because we weren't sure exactly if he was okay or not. And um, but we told him who we were and why we were there, and he w- he was just he was busy like the whole time, like trying to walk away and and um he said I don't live here I'm just house sitting and um Libby said well it's okay if you know if you're not from that neighborhood if you've got kids you can still bring them and he just kind of stopped and he said well actually um I have a 20 year old and I just got a phone call that she's been in a terrible accident and I thought you were my ride to take me to the hospital she's being life flighted to Columbus um, as we speak, and I'm just waiting for somebody to come get me to take me. And so we said, "Well, can we can we pray for her?" And he said, "Absolutely." And so right there in that moment, we were able to just pray over his daughter and over that situation, and and you know that's what we could do for him at that moment. And so we went on to the to the next um, house, and as we were leaving there. He called us back over. He was still in the driveway waiting, and um, he said, I just wanted to tell you, he said, I didn't want to say it out loud earlier. I didn't want to give the devil any room. He said, but when they called me the first time, they told me she wasn't breathing, and they just called me back and said she's talking to them. So um, it was just a blessing to be right there at that moment, and Libby and I talked as we were leaving. You know, if we'd been five minutes earlier or five minutes later, we might miss that man. Um, but God knew that that situation and that man needed prayer. And so he put us exactly where we were supposed to be. And it was just an honor to be able to serve this week. I'm going to ask Donna if she would come up. Donna is involved in our jail ministry and had a pretty interesting uh, week and some amazing things happened she's going to tell us about. Hello. Joe Obrey has been doing the jail ministry for a number of years now. I've only been doing it a couple of weeks. But it was just an awesome experience. The first thing you have to do is go through training, which is only offered once a year. The training, you talk about scared straight, that will do it. They said they don't negotiate if you're taken hostage. So that was very encouraging there. (laughs) I'm calling Adam. (laughs) So we met nine ladies the first session. They came, they were not so on fire at that point, but they came, nine of them. We uh, shared the gospel. We shared our testimonies. And we shared the plan of salvation. And during that prayer, we had a hand raised. Now, this woman didn't just slip her hand up. She was waving. I want Jesus. I want Christ in my life. I want to turn 
from this. I know we were taught about the jailhouse conversions. I really, I'm not the judge. But this lady, I will see her again on the other side in heaven. Our second session, evidently the first group saw that we were honest. We give each lady a Gideon Bible. Joe and I are auxiliary members through the Gideons, so we're able to give out a Gideon Bible. Joe goes into detail and tells them all about the Bible, where to look for things. And in the back is the plan of salvation. So this group, the first group had probably told the second group, these women are telling the truth. So our second week, this past Thursday, we had 20 ladies. It doubled. Joe said it was the most she had ever seen in one of the study groups. I, since teaching third grade Sunday school here, I'm a little animated. I got the Sunday school lesson and said, great, this is perfect. Joe had asked me to do the lesson. So I did the third grade Sunday school lesson. It was on Saul and his conversion. How appropriate did the Lord plan that? Nothing could hold Paul back. And I'm was there to tell those ladies. God changed him from the inside out. And he can do the same regardless of where you are, regardless of your circumstance. During that invitation, we had a second hand raised. Praise the Lord. She had already started filling out her name in the book. She was so excited to be in God's family. This ministry is ongoing. It's not for everybody, but we do need we do need your prayers. These ladies tell us their prayer request. At the very top of their request is please pray for my children that are somewhere. Pray for the families that are keeping my children. Some say, pray that God will stay with me and not leave me. They are so afraid that they have done things that are unforgivable. Joe and I just put our arms around each one of those ladies and love them. And they request that you pray for them as well. Thank you. Let's pray together right now. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for what you've accomplished. We thank you for these precious people that have gone and given up time and shared. We thank you for these testimonies already that we've heard and for the ones we're going to hear. Father, I want to pray right now for these ladies who've asked for prayer specifically, Lord. I pray for their families for the children that are waiting for them to come home, Lord, for the husbands that are waiting, for the moms and dads that struggle through 
what must be a very difficult time in life. Father, I pray for the families that are taking care of those kids. I pray you give them strength and courage. And I pray for these women, Father. I pray that they would seek you, that they would hear from you. I pray that you would make yourself apparent and real in their lives. And they would sense your presence, Father, to do incredible things through them. I pray that you would just reach them with the truth of your word, Father. I pray that more would become involved in this ministry. That you would raise up workers for the harvest, Father. People that would go get trained and have the ability to go into these jails. Share the truth of Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray you would continue to do a great work in those people's lives. Lord, as we turn our attention for the next few minutes to a time of offering, Father, we're just thankful for the blessings. We're thankful for all you've given us, Lord. I pray that the money we give would continue to be used to do the things we're doing, Lord. To share the gospel, to reach the people here and around the world. And we're going to praise your name for everything that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll invite our ushers now to come forward, and we're going to continue to worship together in tithes and offerings. All right, we're going to have another couple of testimonies this morning. I'm going to ask Ben come up for if he come up. Ben had a heart to go to a place that he's going to tell you about that may seem a little strange, but the Lord did something pretty amazing when he was there. Um. So you guys know where the sign-up sheets are. I've been for Mission Lagrange. I'm walking back um, from Sunday school. It's about 10 days ago. And I walk by there and I see there's about eight of these things. And so I'm kind of quietly reflecting over this. I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, where can I go here to where um, there's going to be no shot whatsoever um, that I'm really doing anything, you know? There's the laundry mat, you know? It's like, all right, that's strange, but I'll do it. So I put my name down at the bottom ironically, my wife comes by and sees my name on the laundromat has like a big belly laugh and it's like bent over cackling um, um, God God is love that's for sure, if he's anything that's what he is I, I showed up over there on Wednesday morning and probably I was late which is not out of the ordinary for me um, so I walk in there and I'm, you know, it's it's like I said this earlier, much like in any other endeavor that God calls mankind to do, women do most of the work. There's women running around everywhere in there. There's ladies coming in washing their clothes. There's grandmothers coming in and washing their clothes. And I'm just sort of standing there with my hands in my pockets like a doofus. But I do that well. So, um, And I'm thinking, you know, what, all right, what can I do to make myself useful? So um, this kid walks in, and he's a young guy, and he's probably in his early 20s. Um, and he's a nice-looking young guy. You know, he's with it. He's very fit. He looks extremely out of place, even more out of place than I do in there. And um, I'm thinking, you know, this guy looks like he's been out, you know, running. And he's got a backpack on. He's got clothes in it. And I'm thinking, hmm. So I go over and I talk to him. And I said, uh, hey, man, what, what's going on? And uh, he said, well, and he's kind of sheepish. And he was talking real low. And he said, um, I heard you guys are giving out help. I heard you guys are helping people. I said, well, yeah, yeah I, I guess we are. I guess, I guess that's what we're here to do. And he said, well, uh, well I, yeah, I could use some. I, uh, and I said, well, what's, man, tell me what's going on. What's, what's the problem? He said, well, I, he said, I don't have any place to stay. 
I said, okay. I said, well, where did you stay last night? And he kind of pointed across the street, the motel over there, and he said, I stayed over there last night. I said, do you have any way to stay there tonight? He said, no. So I'm kind of standing there dumbfounded, and I uh, wasn't prepared to encounter this guy. And um, So something kind of shoots up my back. So it's just, it just kind of pushes me. So I go over there, and, and to say that, I'm not a multitasker would be a bit of an understatement. I can't walk down the street and chew bubble gum at the same time, but God can. And so I didn't even know where this was going. I said, wait, this is just, all this whole thing is a strange experience. Well, I walk in there and the lady behind the counter um, is pretty clearly Hindu. I mean, she's got, um, she's got calendars. She's got, uh, you know, there's elephants all over the place. Um, Okay, I put two and two together, and I said, do you have a room? I said, I, I need to get a room for a guy. And she's looking at me kind of, this is weird. And um, I said, no, it was a boy that stayed here last night. I need to get a room for him. And uh, she said, okay. And then she just looked at me and said, why? Love of Christ. Um, certainly not me. You know, there's nothing inherently good in me or, frankly, any of you. Um, but I'm standing there and I uh, said, love of Christ. She's like, yeah, okay, well, it'll be this. Well, I whip out my wallet and I go to, and of course they don't take credit cards. I'm just like, golly. So I get in the truck, I go to the ATM, I come back, go in there, pay her for the room. I walk back over here. So now there's all these different things that have happened. And I walk back in there and here's this guy. And he's talking to like four or five people. And what little bit of clothes he's got are getting washed. He's talking to Jason Bennett, which, by the way, we have an unbelievable youth minister here for you guys to entrust your children to. Um, and he's talking to him about the gospel in a very simple and straightforward way. Um, and there's people just buzzing around him. Well, come to find out, I found out at a later date, he just was taken care of. People took care of a place for him to stay. People took care of him something to eat. People took care of... Um, my brother, Matt Moncus, took care of that. Um, the body of Christ attended to mankind as it was attended. Um, so I'm just kind of walking out of there shell shock, and Adam calls me and he says, yeah, man, I need you to, what do you think about telling about that? My brother, Adam McCurry, calls me. He's like, hey, man, what happened? I said, man, I didn't do squat. I said, I just kind of showed up down there and, um, but what happened is, is what always happens. Um, when there's a crack in the door to allow the spirit of God to work. And, um, you know, there's a lot of programs and good things to do that exist in our country today. And they're bankrupt and stale as an old can of beans. But when you plug in the power of God and God's people do God's bidding, um, that's life. And it's life worth living. He doesn't need us. I certainly don't particularly offer anything. Um, but in willingness, he just kind of puts us in these beautiful, delicate, wonderful places where we get to a part of what he's doing. And he's on the throne, and he's always going to be on the throne. And we don't fight for victory. 
We fight from a place of victory. It's already done. We know how this thing ends. And he's inviting us to be a part of it. Just be a part of it. It's all the joy in life. Amen. Thank you, Ben. Excellent job. Lindsay, coming up, Lindsay's going to tell us a little about what the Lord's done. She's had a heart for missions for a long time, but the Lord kind of spoke clearly to her this week. She's going to tell us that story. Y'all, I cannot believe I have to follow that. (laughs) Um, So when the big post-its went up um, in the breezeway to sign up for something for Mission LaGrange, um, I just wasn't sure uh, where the Lord would have me serve. And so I prayed and... um, just really didn't get a clear answer to exactly where the Lord wanted me, but um, he did make very clear to me um, that I needed to heavily involve um, mine and Adam's two children. Um, Last year, my mom came to town. She's retired, so she came to town and watched the girls while I served during the day, and then we served together as a family um, at a kids club. But this year, the Lord made very clear that I needed to take them with me. Um, Well, they're two and five, and so as I'm praying, I'm like, okay, Lord, where can I do the most for your kingdom, and my kids will do the least amount of destruction? So um, after um, a little while, uh, I ultimately decided that um, a really good place for them would be the laundromat, um, a nursing home, and then, of course, we did um, a kids club. So um, we got to go to the nursing home, and played bingo and my kids colored um and if you have little small children I cannot encourage you enough to get your kids over there a lot of those precious people don't have people to come visit them and so um they were just just obsessed with all the children from Rosemont there was a lot of people there with their young kids and so they just would talk to them and love on them and it was precious but the ministry that the Lord used to just wear me out this week was the laundromat ministry. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I walked in Monday morning, and um, the Lord just used um, that time um, to just really open my eyes to the needs in our community. Um, we would meet um, people at the door and say, you know, we're from Rosemont Baptist Church. We want to help you um, do your laundry today. We want to pay for it. We want to help you fold it. Um, and so um, that's what we did. Well, it takes like 28 minutes to run the, the washer and then like 20 to do the dryer. So you have like an hour with these people and they can't go anywhere. And so um, you just, we would just walk up um, and just start talking to them and um, just open the door to have a conversation, like a real conversation. So, of course, you know, we just started saying, hey, you know, how are you? Are you from LaGrange? How long have you lived here? You know, small talk. And every single conversation I had with every single person ended up, um, I got to share the love of Christ with them. Um, there was one precious lady that um, I talked with for like 45 minutes. And she shared her story with me, her life, and she'd had a lot of past struggles and a lot of current struggles. And um, she shared with me that she had eight children, and six of them were boys that were heavily involved in drug and gang activity in Troop County. So she was just broken for her family. And um, 
So, you know, I just got just the privilege to just share hope with her and share Christ with her. And I said, um, would you mind if I prayed for you and your sons? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she turns to just keep doing laundry. And I said, no, I would love to pray with you right now, right here. And so she said, sure. And so we prayed. And she was so thankful. She, We just hugged, like, I don't even, ten times we just hugged. And we were both crying. And um, so I think um, not, there were tons of stories like that throughout the week, not just me, um, that just got to love on people. And the Lord just reminded me this week that it's not our place to um, question people's motives or judge them by their past or um, we're just supposed to love on them and just share the love of Christ with them. Um, and it was just a blessing. My heart is so full um, from this week. And um, I told Pam and my husband that I've never been more clear that the Lord was calling me to something. Um, as he called Adam and I to go to South Asia a year ago. And I have never been more clear that I'm supposed to be involved in something as I am that, that laundromat. So I look forward to serving there in the future. And I just wanted to share with y'all just a tiny piece of what the Lord is doing, how he's using Mission LaGrange and our church to reach people other places. I talked to my mom on Friday, and um, a lady from her church had called her and said, "Um, I saw where the church your daughter attends is doing Mission LaGrange. Can you tell me about that? So my mom kind of told her about it, and she said, and I saw where Lindsay was involved in this laundromat ministry. Can you, you know, what what are they doing? And so my mom just shared a little with her. And she said, we are going to start that at our church. And so um, the Lord is using Mission LaGrange and Rosemont Baptist Church um, now to reach people in Alabama. So this lady's going to start the same ministry in their church. And so um, there are precious people in laundromats in Anniston, Alabama that are going to get the love of Christ shared with them too. Thank you. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to finish up today like we always do with the time of invitation and and just so, so many incredible stories. I just want to remind you and encourage you. You've heard from so many people and so many stories and you saw the video. I just want to remind you, this should not be the end. It should be the beginning. We should continue to do this. This is the church. This is the church. When we go from here, we come and we get refilled and excited and we go into the world and we pour out and we love and then we come back next week we get refilled again. We go into the world and we pour back out. That's what the church does. I want to encourage you to keep being a part of that. Don't let this be the end of the ministry in LaGrange. Let this be the beginning. We can help plug you in. If you're interested, you can come talk to me about it, okay? We're going to open up the altars we always do for prayer. And I want to challenge you to do something. I know we're running a little over in time. But I want to challenge you as we finish up the service this morning. Let's pray for this city. Let's pray for this area. And I'm going to encourage as many of you will to come down. Let's just fill up the altar praying for these people that are in need of Christ just outside of our doors, just down the street from our houses because there are thousands of people that don't need Christ in our community. And nobody's going to share if we don't. You understand that? We're the hands and feet of Christ. So we're going to sing you come and... Pray with us this morning. Let's pray together as we finish out this morning. Father, we thank you for the chance to go. We thank you for the calling you've placed on our lives. Father, for all those who are obedient, that have gone into the world to share Christ. Father, I pray this would be the beginning, not the end. 
I pray, Lord, you do amazing things through our church as we reach out to those that don't yet know Christ. And I pray, Father, you would be honored and glorified by the things that we do. Send us out again today as ambassadors of light into the darkness for your honor and for your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Have a great day. We'll see you back next week. This week's podcast is a compilation of testimonies from Rosemont members who participated in Mission LaGrange this past week. Mission LaGrange is a yearly, week-long missions blitz into the local community. We hope you find these testimonies of Christ's people at work in the community encouraging, uplifting, and motivating.